Hi folks, welcome back to this amazing episode from the Winning Edge Talks podcast. All of you must be glued to the television watching the thrilling football World Cup that is happening at Qatar. Today, this Saturday, on a bright and sunny morning, the 3rd December 2022, I'm having a conversation on this amazing World Cup. This Qatar World Cup has sprung up so many surprises. We have almost reached the end of the qualifying rounds and till this point, many big teams like Germany, Belgium, Denmark, Uruguay, Mexico and Serbia have been eliminated. The so-called Minos from Asia and Africa have qualified to the round of 16. It's a phenomenal achievement that three out of the six teams from Asia, the countries like Japan, South Korea and Australia and two countries from Africa, that is Senegal and Morocco have qualified for the round of 16. I wish to say that there are no minos in football and any team on their given day can defeat any other team, however big it is. That is what this World Cup has proved so far. Even teams that have not qualified like Iran, Saudi Arabia, Tunisia, Ghana have won a match each and have drawn some of their matches. This itself is by no means a small achievement. It is huge. I will be doing injustice to the smaller teams if I don't mention the upsets they have caused in the tournament so far. They have turned out to be giant killers. Morocco have beaten Belgium, Japan bet both Germany and Spain, two of the greatest teams in world football, Saudi Arabia bet Argentina, Tunisia defeated France. To discuss about many aspects of the ongoing World Cup, I am joined by two young football professionals. Okay, without much ado, let me invite the two young football gurus for this conversation on the Qatar World Cup. Uh, welcome to the talk show, Suman Murthy. I am really glad to have you on the show. Thank you, Mr. Vishwanath, for inviting me to this wonderful podcast. Looking forward to some great conversation. Yes, I'm looking forward to myself. Uh, Mr. Anup Paraj, welcome to the talk show. It's really nice to have you on the show today. Thank you, Mr. Vishwanath. Looking forward to this podcast. See, many have questioned uh, FIFA's decision of uh, awarding the hosting rights of this World Cup. It has created a huge controversy involving FIFA. Also, people had doubts about uh, Qatar's ability to hold this great event, event of this magnitude. Do you think uh, the World Cup uh, so far has been a success? What have you got to say? Uh, Suman, you first. Okay, uh, before I jump into the uh, answer, I would like to just give a quick introduction about myself and answer that question as well. So, uh, I am an ex-football professional with over 14 years of experience. 
I started playing football as early as uh, seven or eight year old. As a kid, I enjoyed playing the sport. And a professional career started when I was in class 10th. Uh, I played for a club called uh, Lucky Star. So excited that I was donning the uh, you know T-shirts of Lucky Star FC in Bengaluru. And this was uh, way back in 2000 uh, for a Division C club. That was my entry into a professional club back then. And fast forward 2024, I uh, progressed to uh, Super Division, wherein I was playing for the ISRO Football Club. And uh, two years, two successful years, we had developed our team from Division A and we were competing at the Super Division for uh, two consecutive years. So football has helped me uh, uh, as, a, as a person who I am and also helped me to connect with a lot of people. And uh, jumping into the question straight away, yes, in fact, there was a lot of talks, a lot of controversy about the Qatar being awarded to host the World Cup 2022. Uh, however, uh, amidst of all the controversy, I see there's a wonderful uh, event which has uh, been unfolded. And, uh, you know, in spite of so many things that has been talked about, uh, Qatar has been really focused in delivering what a uh, world-class uh, FIFA World Cup uh, would be uh, witnessed. So I think they've done a good job and uh, we've all witnessed that on TV and uh, it's, it's really amazing to see an Asian country uh, giving a world-class uh, footballing experience. And uh, I personally have heard a lot of stories about uh, Doha, Qatar because my uh, my elder brother was uh, in his earlier career when he was in 19s and 20s uh, in his earlier career. He worked in uh, uh, Doha, Qatar and uh, he also enjoyed playing football with the locals as well. And most of the footballing clubs there gets uh, sponsored by the the, uh, the royalties. And, uh, you know, football is still one of the biggest uh, and the most played sport in uh, in Middle East and in Qatar. So that's my take. Over to you, Vishwanath. Uh, Suman, uh, you say something about the football community. You have yeah, correct. So uh, since I've got a lot of uh, interest towards the sport and I've connected with a lot of people and I personally uh, love connecting with uh, people and uh, football has helped me to uh, you know, uh, connect a lot of uh, professionals and learn from there. So to, to give back to the uh, football and the community uh, as a small initiative, uh, we have started the football community uh, So about two months ago. Uh, so the goal is to bring the uh, footballers together and also people who are working in the footballing profession uh, together and uh, grow and develop the sport uh, locally. And they say, right, if you do something uh, regionally or locally, you can make an impact globally. Someday, someday along the way, we can grow bigger and uh, we can make a bigger impact to the footballing community as well. So now we are uh, close to a 100-member community where we have uh, coaches, players and uh, experts who will be uh, advising the professionals as well. Uh, even Vishwanath Sir is part of the community. And uh, we, we will be having a lot of uh, uh, traction uh, in this uh, football community as well. Thank you, Suman. Look, first of all, uh, introduce yourself, then uh, talk about your achievements. Uh, I've been playing for uh, professional football for the past decade. Uh, started my football professional career at uh, Vasco and uh, Vasco Sports Club in Goa. Then uh, came back to Bangalore for uh, Bangalore Super Division and uh, Ozone FC. And we became champions uh, for the Super Division. And then continued uh, playing for in Bangalore for another three years. Then again I moved to uh, Kolkata where I played for Bhavanipur FC. And then came back again. Now I am right now playing for Bangalore Super Division for a club called Sporting Club. Uh, so I have been the... I've, I've, I can proudly say that I have been the champion of Bangalore Super Division for 
last four years and it's a proud achievement and i've represented the correct karnataka state uh, four times and right now i hold a uh, afcb license and i'm coaching the afcb uh, under 18 squad and then recently the, as you said about qatar the controversy and rightly said by mr suman who uh, i i watched him i watched him playing when i was a little kid and a wonderful player a very skillful player uh, so as he rightly said whatever controversies are going on uh, the beautiful game doesn't stop it still goes on and when i really enjoyed when i was in uh, qatar for this uh, we represented india for the world uh, futsal championship at neymar neymar futsal championship at qatar in may the atmosphere was back then it was already started the whole setup the stadiums uh, getting ready the the environment everything was already already started and boomed in there and the world cup feel was already there so and then all this all this i, I think the controversies are, there, there has to be controversies and why not everywhere everything happens but still the beautiful game happens and football is going on and we are having a wonderful world cup now do you think uh, qatar has successfully hosted the world cup till now yeah 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 it is definitely i can say it's they've successfully hosted because there's no hiccups till now and everything is going well till now ah uh, gentlemen uh, what will be the impact of the success of qatar 22 on other asian countries especially india the world cup has come closer to india than ever sure so uh, i like to uh, uh, look at the success of the asian uh footballing countries especially in the fifa world cup so if we look at uh, teams like uh, australia south korea and japan which has already entered the knockout stages and they've had some uh, you know exciting uh, uh achievements in this tournament right and this is a big big achievement and this has narrowed the gap between the uh, asia and the rest of the world in football and uh, i think yeah, that's that's a big uh, achievement across asia coming down to india i think uh, india has still got a lot to do and it is right now um, you know uh, a learning for us to take these uh, achievements from uh, these countries and implement and execute and achieve success uh, you know in the asian circuit and then aim for uh, globally as well right uh so uh so a lot of uh, investments a lot of development and also the um the, the kind of uh, success that the asian teams have achieved uh, it is kind of uh, creating a uh, uh, positive uh, ambience for the uh, indian football to look forward at the uh, global level yeah yeah can i add on so i just want to add on the south south the like you said the asian countries are doing well it is not only the it is not only like it's not an overnight thing they, these people have started working long back so i think like the investment i think the infrastructure and the development has to start off now if you want to see it in other if you want to see india playing in the world cup in the next 10 years i think we should start now and the development is a long way, it's a long process it doesn't just happen so like 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 suman said there has to be a lot of investment and a lot of uh, right things happening then then only we can see the development of football in india to then only you can see india in the world cup very nice sanu uh, we have come to the final stages of the qualifying round i think today is the last day of the qualifiers many teams have already made it to the round of 16 the highlight of this world cup has been the performance of the asian and the african countries uh, what uh, 
are the reasons for the stupendous success of the Asians and African countries? And what are the reasons for the elimination of the European teams in the qualifying uh, stage? Uh, so, Bintam, I would like to answer that question, sir. Um, uh, there are two factors uh, that um, high I see which which has played in favor of the uh, the successful Asian country which is represented in the FIFA World Cup. So, number one is the uh, the climatic condition. Uh, the current condition, uh, which is uh, uh, you know uh, been uh, played in Qatar, it's in favor of our Asian teams because the Asian teams have been adjusted to playing in this climatic condition. What it means at the ground level is that uh, the balls get much more slower compared to the uh, uh, field uh, in the Europe during this winter season, and uh, uh, this kind of a pace really suits the uh, the Asian clubs. Now, uh, my question was that. Um, many the the performance of the Asian and the African countries, and what are the reasons for the uh, level? Many European teams uh, get, uh, not making it uh, eliminated at the qualifying stage itself. And you were also speaking about the climatic conditions as a one of the reasons. For okay, Anu, uh, yeah, you already answered about why the. Uh, Gulf countries and Asian countries have been doing well. Three out of six participants from Asia have qualified. They say you said that their uh, their uh, uh, what is that? Uh, they, they started ten years ago. Their planning and execution, everything started ten years ago. Now, uh, now coming to European countries, why many top teams have got uh, eliminated in the qualifying stage and uh, they are not uh, performing. Uh, now, to the expectations and Suman also said that the uh, climatic conditions in Qatar, even though it is in winter, even though even though that might have affected the uh, European uh, teams. So because they have to practice out in the sun, that might have also affected uh, them. Now please come out with your opinion on why there is a decline in the standard of European football. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say the, the standards have come down, but I would say the standards of the other teams also have improved. They've come up to a high level. And uh, European countries, the, the European teams, the problem is most of them, the World Cup is 50, it happens during June, July and August. Before the season starts. Uh, but now it's very big season and most of the players have already played a lot of football. And uh, maybe they are, it must be the... They must have overworked in their uh, club football because they have to represent themselves at the topest level. So they might, fatigue might come in and maybe they'll hit their peak fitness too early and then maybe that is, it, 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 it's about the physical conditions as well. More than climate, I, I would agree the climate conditions is good, but the physical conditions of the players also matters more than that. And uh, like I said, the, it's not the downfall of the European teams. The good thing is that the, you never know, you can't say this World Cup, we, we, we can never say we the underdog. So you, you can never, never expect any result. Like Mr. Swan said, nothing is impossible. So every team is stepping up and every team is performing well. And especially against bigger teams, they want to show it, they, they, they need it more. So they are showing up to the next level there. Okay, gentlemen, the next World Cup uh, in 2026 will be jointly hosted by the North American and uh, South American countries. Uh, now, and in that World Cup, in the upcoming uh, 2026 World Cup, instead of 32, 42 teams are going to participate. Now, since India, Asia and uh, African countries are showing tremendous progress, 
the increase in the number of teams that will participate will uh, help more Asian and African countries to uh, qualify and uh, taste what it is uh, to be at the highest level in the World Cup? Oh, okay. So uh, the more the merrier, uh, because more number of teams, uh, uh, you know, participating in a World Cup means that uh, uh, the competition will uh, be much more interesting to watch out because there is going to be a lot of new teams uh, or even existing teams also, and there will be opportunity for uh, uh, teams to. Uh, perform better. What it means uh, for uh, a country like India and the Asian team is that uh, you know to set up uh, a vision to play the World Cup, next World Cup and start the preparation and take, take the learning from the success that we have seen from the uh, Asian teams and also implement and you know bring out the best uh, from the uh, from the Asian as well as the uh, 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 Indian teams. Yeah, uh, so let me say Teams, uh, a longer competition period, and uh, two, they are trying to split the winners. So it's a good thing for for, for Asian countries, African countries. Already we're seeing the increase in interest in development of football, and now more teams from Asia and Africa coming in. Uh, we can, we, like I like I said before, I would I would love to see India playing in the World Cup next time, uh, the next World Cup, because there's no opportunity and. Uh, I think we need to just allow our players and Mr. Simon said we need to have uh, better better infrastructure, better facilities. So we can see, I'm not saying in Asian country, I want to see India in the World Cup. That's what we hope and dream. Thank you, Suman. My next question will be about the two goats of football, uh, the present greatest uh, players, uh, that is Ronaldo and uh, Messi, uh, the greatest of all timers. Now, the question on everybody's lips is that why Ronaldo and Messi have not been able to lift the World Cup for their respective countries. They have won so many titles, the European titles and other titles, since their junior level representing the country. But why not the uh, World Cup? Now, uh, to talk about the greatness, it will take another two episodes. Maybe we can do a separate episode on their greatness and their achievements uh, and all the comparisons and uh, the individual styles and so on, so on and so forth. But we don't have too much time. This episode is mainly about the Qatar World Cup. But, but we'll be doing injustice if we don't briefly talk about their achievements. So I made a small uh, comparative, comparative table about uh, how great they are. So talking about the career goals, Ronaldo has scored 819 uh, career goals as against uh, Messi's 794. Uh, Ronaldo has scored 118 uh, international goals. Messi has scored 93. And um, both have been representing in the World Cup uh, since 2006. They both made their debut, World Cup debut in 2006. Uh, they, have, they have spent, they already experienced five World Cups between them. And um, both of them, according to the uh, statistics available. Both of them have scored eight goals. I don't know when the which World Cup, which match they took this statistic from. Maybe plus or minus one. They have definitely scored about eight goals each. And uh, when you talk about the Ballon d'Or, uh, Ronaldo has had six Ballon d'Or titles as against uh, Messi's seven. And uh, Manuel Ronaldo has won four Golden Boot awards, and uh, Messi has won five. So uh, then there is another record. Ronaldo has the record of uh, scoring a go one goal or more 
in all the five World Cups he has played. Maybe, I don't know, Messi may have missed in, in scoring a goal in one of the World Cups he has played. Maybe we have to, we have to dig a little digger, deeper into that. Uh, now, when you look at the records and statistics of the two great players, the statistics run so close and that is why the their rivalry is one of the biggest rivalries in the history of uh, sports. Now, uh, you can answer what uh, I would like to know as a sports fan and as a football fan, why they have not been able to win the uh, World Cup uh, for their respective nations. Now, Ronaldo is already 37. This, this Qatar World Cup may be his last. Messi is 34 or 35. Maybe he can, he can play one more World Cup. Uh, but both of them, having uh, achieved so much, uh, have been crowned so much, have been earned uh, so much, and uh, they, are, they are known to every football fan across the globe. But definitely they would love to uh, end on a winning note in the career by lifting the World Cup. This will be their unfulfilled dream, which they want to fulfill. Uh, Italy, are the, uh, Italy are the current uh, UEFA uh, Euro Cup champions. And uh, they were expected to do very well in this uh, World Cup, but they were not even qualified to the finals of the World Cup. Uh, let alone until enter the qualifying stages. What was the reason for this, Sanu? Uh, just adding another quick point, sir. This is just my own personal uh, um, analysis. So, uh, in 2020, when COVID struck, Italy, Italy was the first country to get, to be affected very badly. And in fact, so many people died due to COVID, unfortunately. And also, the, the economy of uh, Italy, if you look at Italy, they were one of the top 10 economies in the world. I think uh, it's uh, in the double digits right now. So, the economy of the country has gone down. What it means uh, for the country is that the priorities will change, the investments will change, and also whatever the capital and the resources that they will have, uh, they will look at, uh, you know, using it for their topmost priority at any given point of time. And I think that is one of the reasons I feel could be the country was struggling with, uh, you know, uh, bringing the team back for the World Cup preparation and stepping up the game in order to match up the standards of current World Cup needs. And the other thing is that uh, it always, uh, you know, uh, depends upon the performance of the players individually. Like Arnaud also mentioned that most of the Italian players were playing the domestic uh, leagues, right? So, uh, playing across the country uh, will help at a certain level, but playing outside the country in different uh, regions in Europe or in the top playing, uh, Europe is the hotbed for football. So, so that actually would have helped them to, you know, uh, be in the game. Uh, very well said, sir. The, the statistics and records, yeah. That uh, footballers, like I said, uh, we don't play for records and the numbers. But then, what is the good thing that we, in my generation, I was lucky enough, we, uh, me, Suman, should agree, I think, that we have been seeing these two greats playing football. Watching these two legends was was more than anything any any football fan would ask for. So I I wouldn't talk about who's good or bad, like you said. But then the good thing is. Uh, good thing and the uh, disheartening thing is that this is the last World Cup these uh, two great legends along with another uh, few of the good players like Luka Modric and Sergio Busquets. Uh, this would be might, might be the last World Cup. 
the reason why I feel uh, they're not able to lift the World Cup would be football is a team game, sir. So uh, it, it is more than it's not just an individual uh, uh, game like uh, tennis or anything else where it just depends on one player. This is more of a team. The whole team has to play together. And uh, now I feel. Uh, now that the time for Argentina is better because uh, as a team they've come up together and they've been playing together well, uh, which has been lacking all these years. And the Portugal also have been struggling with that. It's most of the time these two greats have brought them to a state where they're, they're in the World Cup and they're doing well in the World Cup and they and then they fall at the semi-final or quarter-final stages. So now it's good because uh, the team, the players also are motivated because they, this might be the last World Cup. So they are also giving their all for them to. They want the World Cup. They want to win the World Cup for these legends. Uh, like Mr. Simon said to you, if you uh, just just before this, that uh, the team has to have a vision for winning the World Cup, and which which for them I think it stopped after the Euro Euro 2020, and uh, most of the other countries, the Italian players, they're not. Uh, they're not gone out of their countries to be playing, participating, competing in higher levels like uh, in the Europe or the uh, EPL or uh, any other league, uh, EPL or the La Liga or Spanish league because the competitiveness here is more and the players develop more there. So the more you go, uh, you play away from your uh, team, you, you get exposed to more quality, more different style of football and that's where the improvement happens. The, the, for the Italian team, most of them are just settled in the, it's, it's a, they are settled in their home nutshell. So the, 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 the spark which needed, which needed for the World Cup is not there. World Cup squad. Thank you. Uh, coming back to the question of uh, Ronaldo and uh, Messi, I remember Maradona, the year in 1986 when he won the World Cup for uh, Argentina. Where that was a time when uh, teams started marking uh, the top players. Even though he was being marked by two or three players, he's, with his brilliance, he was able to give brilliant passes to the other players. I still remember a square pass he gave, which was converted into a goal. Now, uh, do you think even definitely... Uh, for Messi as well as for uh, Ronaldo, they were being marked uh, uh, by the opponent, opponents in each and every World Cup they have played. Uh, but definitely they would have done their best, okay, in um, uh, maneuvering the ball and giving perfect passes uh, or trying to hit the goal themselves. But do you think uh, uh, they didn't get enough support? Uh, football is a team game, like you both have said. And do uh, you think uh, the other, uh, there was over-dependence on these two and the other uh, players didn't step up to score goals and help their uh, teams to win? Yeah. Um, so, like you said, the, the, whatever the, the individual qualities are there, the other players have to step up. Because it's not just uh, like you said, this, uh, mark the, uh, like the game whatever you were saying and the uh, we see the, a lot of uh, pictures and all that videos after the match or during the match. The, the players are marked even when these, these players are the most crucial players for the team. And when they have the ball, at least two, three of them are already marking them. And the other players, the, the team has to step up. If they don't step up, then it's, it doesn't happen. Because that's when this, that's why it's called a team game and all the level has to put in their 100% wherever they are. And these qualities, what like I said, these two guys are outstanding and uh, out of the level. But the other players should be there for them to be stepping up and supporting them. That's when football as a game, as a team, 
we, 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 we come in us. Thank you. Uh, the Germans are not so emotional and aggressive as uh, players and as on the pitch, but they play aggressive brand of football. Who can forget that game against uh, Brazil in 2014? And in 10 minutes, four goals were scored and Brazil blanked out as a team. But in this World Cup, somehow they were uh, subdued in their attack. The, and not only Germany, in many other teams looked a little subdued. They were, commentators were saying, the experts were saying uh, that uh, they didn't take chances, they didn't attack more. Whereas the Asian and African chances uh, played as well as though everything depended on that particular ball and uh, they were aggressive and fearless. Uh, what do you think about, what do you say about this? Uh? Sure, okay. So, um, uh, the Germans always believe that, uh, you know, they, they play together as a team and that's their biggest strength. So, in fact, uh, uh, the uh, captain himself said that, you know, uh, we don't individually look at, uh, as a, you know, individual performance, we look at playing together as a team. So, that is the secret of, uh, you know, uh, the German team. Uh, maybe uh, it, it was uh, for this particular World Cup, uh, the opponents were having some better strategies in order to play a better football and have a better results than the Germans. And their precision and accuracy was lacking in terms of uh, uh, scoring goals, right? Because they were uh, meant for scoring, uh, you know, pre precise and accurate goals. And uh, the, the, the main thing was that was the conversion was not happening. As a result, uh, they were not able to achieve big results. Uh, I think, yeah, that's uh, my take on the German football. Uh, Mr. Anup, is there less pressure? Is there less pressure on the European and South American countries now that this World Cup is happening outside South America and Europe? Normally, we know how these countries are. So football is a religion and whenever they, the World Cup happens in their backyard, they, these teams are expected to win. And uh, when it happens in South America or in Europe, all uh, the fans of uh, every country travels over there and we can see that fanfare, the festival, the atmosphere, the encouragement, the booing, so many things we can observe. Now that it's happening in Qatar, do you think uh, these teams are less under pressure? So the pressure to performance will always be this. Huh? In fact, even at the World Cup, every team undergoes that pressure. Yeah. Well, I certainly don't think so. There will be under uh, less pressure because they definitely will have a lot of uh, uh, pressure from their uh, management, the coaches, and um, uh, midst of that, they will uh, try to perform themselves. So, regardless of wherever they play, uh, they definitely even for uh, big teams like uh, Brazil and Argentina, they will have expectation because uh, they are one of the top most contenders of the World Cup. And Kapil um, Dev once rightly said that you know take uh, pressure as pleasure. And enjoy the game. Uh, the sport has to be played as if you are playing uh, like a uh, like a child. Then, then you will be able to perform better under any pressure situation. Like you said, the the, 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 the whole everyone, the whole world is just waiting for this big event, and everyone wants to see their countries doing well in the World Cup, World Cup stage. Uh, the pressure, I don't think. So saying, uh, like the, 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 the pressure is there on the players for them to perform well and the, the, they want their countries to win. So all the fans, the, 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 the people, everyone want their people to win, the country to win, yeah? 
the process will definitely be there on the players because uh, the, this is one event which happens once in four years and uh, it's a very big uh, stage, very big platform for the country to be showing as a, a footballing nation. So, and all the players are just dreaming for this and they want to, and the, the pressure not only from the fans, not only from the coaches, the, the, the pressure within themselves only will be there. Now, it all comes down to the mentality where, uh, how they handle this pressure and how they want to perform at this big stage. How strong they are going to be, and how good they want to play, and how how uh, what how how they want their country to be doing well, and what uh, they can win this World Cup for. How, how much it means, how much this World Cup means for them. It all come by, comes down to how they handle this pressure and how they want to play. Uh, which are the teams that are likely to uh, enter the semi-finals and are likely to win the World Cup, and uh, who do you think will be the top uh, player of the tournament? According to the present form, uh, which player is performing exceedingly well? Yeah, the semi-finals, I see the qualifiers will, would, I'm predicting it would be uh, Argentina, Brazil, uh, Spain and France. Um, uh, winner, I'm hoping would be uh, Spain or uh, betting on France as well. Uh, the best player of the tournament would be uh, Kylian Mbappe, looking at his form and the goals that he's been scoring. Uh, so I'm betting on him to be the best player of the tournament. Yeah, uh, we can't. Uh, I mean, like, good question. Like, we can't just uh, decide which uh, player is going to be awarded the best player because a lot of good, a lot of youngsters have stepped up now, and we see a lot of good talent coming in and a lot of uh, new names, new players, uh, new. Uh, from the Asian countries and African countries, the players have stepped up and they're doing extremely well. The players who we expected to do well are not keeping up to the mark. So we can't exactly tell who can do that, but uh, fancying who can, which team can be waiting the last four is uh, the, the favorites, the South American countries like uh, Brazil and uh, Argentina. Uh, and I think uh, England and uh, England and uh, France, that would be a good game. And from there, I think England, France, Argentina, Brazil should be making it to the last four. And uh, yeah, the South, with, the, with the form that is there, I think one of the South American countries should be taking it up. And I feel like Messi's last World Cup, I think Messi, uh, Argentina would win the World Cup. Uh, just uh, on a, in conclusion, I would like to say this has been one of the most exciting World Cup and uh, I would like to uh, thank you especially for doing a lot of uh, research about football itself and coming up with those facts, figures and interesting questions. So this has been really a, a brainstorming session, I would say. And uh, you know, we, we look forward to uh, listen to this podcast and um, keep doing such sessions. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you. No, no, don't, don't go away. You know, if, if you ask me, uh, I don't follow much of European uh, uh, leagues and other things. I always look forward to the World Cup. And I've been watching World Cup since ages. And uh, this has been the most exciting World Cup of, of all. Because the qualifying stage itself has been so surprising, so exciting. It has been an amazing World Cup with so many surprises, you know, the minnows, the minnows, the small teams have become giant killers. Yesterday night, we saw Brazil lose to Cameroon. Cameroon, South Korea beat, uh, yeah, exciting. And uh, ultimately, football is the winner. That's how the game should be. There should be pressure. There should be teams competing like hard so that these bigger teams should can't take things for granted. You know, they also need to step up, raise their game. Uh, they can't uh, lie down saying that oh, one of us will win or anything of the kind. 
Now, uh, there was the last point, you know. Yes, there, is, there has been a discussion saying that these professional players are playing in these professional leagues for 11 months. And in one month, uh, all the players have to come together and they may not have the same kind of uh, team cohesion, uh, cooperation, unity, integration, whatever you call it. So they say that playing one year, month for the country and 11 months in the private leagues is not somehow helping them to give their best for the country. Okay, gentlemen, both of you, what have what you got to say about this? Uh, my take on that is uh, quite different. Um, uh, it's, it's not a matter of time. Uh, time is not a constraint at all. Even a team which can practice for two months can do a better performance. It's, it's a matter of how you're utilizing um, your energy because time is very limited. So one month, two months, three months, it's a very limited time. I would say even for a big World Cup. But when you um, when I say energy, like I uh, you know I have to reiterate, Anup, uh, football is not beyond the it's not only on the field, it is beyond the field as well. So you have to have that oneness, you have to have that togetherness of the field on the field. So so that is something that we need to look at. Uh, you know, uh, uh, building within the team, even though you are playing for a private club, how do you still get connected and build that oneness with your national team? Right? Everybody's got their busy schedule. Every player's got the busy schedule. How do you take time out and, you know, play some uh, games together with the national team, build their strategies and, you know, you know, work with the energies together. So that will, you know, make a difference. It's a good thought, but then uh, for 11 months, they're not, uh, they're, they're also working, but uh, getting the team together and training together is a good thing. It's not like they just, the other 11 months, they can't be just sitting at home like, for the country, the country, the team can't keep uh, keep them together with a competitive environment. So I feel it's a good thing that they go and play their uh, competitive games with their domestic teams, but spend some more time with the the, the international or the, the uh, national teams. Then they come back so that atmosphere of uh, oneness, togetherness. The football is not only played on the field; it's more than a sport. So it's, it's more like a family. The team is more like a family. We support each other. We fight for each other. We play for each other. So that oneness, that togetherness has to be there. So like you said, uh, they come in only for that uh, 11 months they are away and they come in for one month. It's more than that actually. It's, it's the 11 months what they are playing is they are preparing themselves. Uh, they are preparing, they are upping their game, playing some competitive football. And uh, the football is a profession so it, it comes down to money as well. So all that you taking, taking all that in the matter, yeah. They're spending some more time with the national team is a good thing. Okay, guys, does money money play a part here? Now, if you relate to cricket and IPL, people say that not a single player will miss even a single match of their IPL. They will always be fit around IPL. But when it comes to playing for the country, uh, some they tend to break down and other kind of things. Now, you know, how is it in football? Is money more important? So they have more... Uh, emphasis on the uh, European leagues that fetch them because they go for a very good sum of money. They get uh, teams buy them. So is uh, I don't know. It's very un, uh, it's wrong to uh, call them uh, greedy and selfish, and they don't care for that. They're not uh, patriots. Uh, they don't care for the country. But somehow uh, today money money matters. So when wherever there is huge money and huge money around, of course, uh, definitely there. Uh, performance rises, but definitely, I don't know why, uh, somewhat it's ironical and uh, that uh, uh, players have, uh, uh, the situation is like that. People suspect and think that, oh, they are they only play for money and when it comes to a country, they don't give their best. 
So let us uh, wind up this talk show with this last uh, uh, question. So I think uh, capital is very, very important, sir, for a sport. And that makes a huge difference to provide a world-class infrastructure, uh, world-class nutrition, uh, make the best development and the coaching program for the uh, for the players. For example, let's take a country like India. Uh, if you wanted to become a world-class um, team, we definitely need to play a lot of games abroad with the best in the world. That requires a lot of capital, a lot of investment, and in turn, uh, the players also need to you know uh, feel that they are being paid enough in order to stay in the game and build a profession. Uh, in, in simple terms, I think capital is required. I don't think so. We need to, you know, spend a lot of money and whatever money is required, investment is required in order to make the teams much more uh, stronger across the world. Uh, just to add on that, not a lot of money, but it's all about how you take care of yourself. The money which you get, it's all about, it's your hard money. And if you want to be in the game for a long time, it's how you take care of yourself, how, how you want to be and how long can you play. So the 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 capital which is there, it says for about that's for how long you can play for play for a longer time and play at the best level at your peak uh at the peak form. Okay, uh, gentlemen, thank you for accepting my invitation and coming on this talk show. Both of you were very eloquent, very informative, and I am very sure that my listeners will enjoy listening to your uh, views and your opinions and uh, uh, thank you very much uh, continue to enjoy this world cup and continue to contribute uh, with all your might uh, to the game uh, that you help uh, grow and give it give back to, uh, yourself to the game that has helped you uh, prosper so thank you uh, once again we'll catch up soon with our next episode uh, bye for now sir thank you for hosting us thank you for hosting us sir Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Anur. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This is Vishwanath signing off for Winning It Stocks podcast. I'm a sports mental conditioning coach, counselor, author, blogger, and podcaster. Common Sense Psychology is my brand of psychology. It is simple and uncomplicated.